Well, here we are on the ADD podcast. Uh, I'm Keith Glover, and this is Tim Rogers. And uh, hey, Tim is uh, Tim is going to delve into one of the big questions we have. This is our initial podcast, and we're we're doing this podcast because Tim and I always talk about the church, and we get on and just talk about how it, what it's like to live, you know, try to follow Jesus and um, in your daily life, and just be a believer and uh, walk in that way of that the Bible teaches and um, we're not experts by any stretch of the imagination, but we are, uh, we're all just kind of talking about this and we've, we've talked about it for years and just wanted to start sharing our conversations a little bit. And hopefully that would encourage some other people or make you think, Hey, I'm not the only one that's crazy. These guys are crazy too. So um, anyways, Tim, um, the question I'd posed and we've been talking for a little bit, but the question I'd posed to you was what, what does a true community in the body of Christ look like in this, you know, in 2020 in America, uh, this post COVID or mid COVID, whatever we're at uh, world that we're living in. What, what does that, um, what does that look like in our culture today? Um, what it actually looks like um, is what it's looked like for centuries. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's a, it's an organized gang of people who, or more a week, uh, sing some songs and for some teaching, and um, they do some com- some community ministry and some mission work. But that's kind of what it looks like. Um, what do you think it should be? What do you think? What do, What would you like to see it look like, or what do you think it should look like? Well, you know, those things uh, that that definition isn't bad. Um, it allows for the creation of community which is it often doesn't mm-hmm. it's the missing piece um and you and i've talked before um i think uh it, it, it what it should look like is not thinking of the church as a as an institution but more as an organic organism um less program less centralized uh, it begins uh, at the, what I call the micro level. It begins with sharing life with a small group of people. Uh, it, it begins where you are, um, and you can and you can be the church and do church stuff with all that other without all that other stuff. That's the thing. That's, yeah. uh, and and so the church, the body of believers, the the, the I call the church those who've been redeemed by Jesus. Those are the, that's the gotcha. church, and um, you can take different cultural shapes but at its heart it's a small group of people walking with jesus together mm-hmm. uh, connected to a larger group of people who are walking with jesus together and all of us are in jesus and so that's the the bind the uh, the tie that holds us all together right. so i don't know it, it's so much more to it than that but that's yeah. kind of the gist of it. Well, and, and you know we were talking earlier about um you know when Melissa and I moved into a neighborhood and, and we started a little house church in our house and um, we just called it the hood and, and uh, we, cause we didn't have another name for it. We weren't some organized, or, or, you know, organization. Uh, we were just a group of people wanting to live it out in our neighborhood. And um, I think we, you know, were able to make an impact on that neighborhood and um, it's, but it, but it's funny, even there, it's like when we were in that smaller group, we felt like we had better community um, 
than we do now that we're attending what some would call a mega church, uh, 1800 folks on a weekend. And so yeah. that's, that's who we're a part of. And it's a great church. It's wonderful people, good teaching, good music, worship, you know, band, all this stuff. But I, like there's something missing now that that's that community. And so, you know, we, we struggled to find like, what is it that, you know, both are important. You know, there's, there's this sense of you need to belong to something bigger than yourself. And so we get that in the bigger group and feel like, wow, you know, we belong to the, there's a lot of people and we belong to each other. Um, but yet how do we, how do we have that? And then a true connection as well, because it seems like we're so event driven, like even, even the church service itself is an event. And, and I'm, I'm almost like sick of events. Like I don't, I don't have to have an event in my life to make it fulfilling. Uh, you know, I, I went out the other day and you, you mentioned a similar situation earlier, but I went out uh, the other day and um, sat on the deck. I was just going to, I was having a stress attack <laughs> and just went out and sat on the back deck and the sun was shining on my eyes. The, the wind was blowing. It was about 70, 72 degrees. It was just perfect. And the birds were chirping and I just closed my eyes and the sun just hit me in the face. And I sit there for a minute and I was like, man, it was just, it was worshipful. Um, God in his, in his infinite wisdom just used the creation around me to scream his name to my heart. And, yeah. and I think that was more worshipful for me that week than anything I did as far as a church service or a sermon. Um, oh, yeah. And not that I didn't learn something from the sermon and get something from the service, but it wasn't like that. And so how do we get that communion experience uh, the presence of God, you know, in, in a body of believers, like how, how do we, what does that look like? I mean, I, I just sit there and think, what are we missing? Because it, it seems like we, we focus on what we want and, and, you know, when I say we, I'm thinking, you know, anybody, but church leadership, you know, I think about planning a church. I've been involved in several church plants. I was on staff at a church for a while and you have your vision and then it's like that becomes the God. You have your ministry that, you know, your plan and that becomes the God and, yeah. and, we, oh, and yeah. we replace it. And, and, and then we do whatever we can to keep that thing alive. And even when it's dead and, and um, we can't program God in it. We can't, we can't, you know, it, it's a control thing, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I agree. I don't know. I just I'm I, the reason. I, well, the reason I want to have this discussion though is just to just you know how do we, what are we striving for as believers? We we need to be in biblical community, living life together, and encouraging one another. And and honestly, if you read those one another's, none of that had to do with a, a service. It, it it had to do with living life together. And well, they didn't have services. <laughs> exactly. Contrary to what people think, they didn't have services. Well, I, I, it, it comes down to, you know, community is not something you create. It's a byproduct of, of something you're doing already, which is sharing life together. Mm. And what you explained, you know, you talked about the sense of community you had with your neighborhood. Yeah. That came as y'all did stuff together. You shared things together. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Randy Frosty's got a great book called uh, The Connecting Church. Yeah. Um, and I say it's great in the sense that he does a great job of identifying community and how it's formed. Mm -hmm. uh, his plan for making it work in an institutional setting, I think, ends up just being another formula. But his analysis of America's individualism that's counter to uh, God's sense of community and how it's created is great. Mm -hmm. And he talks about <clears throat> he talks about the abs absence of that. And it's not just the church. You know, there was a book some years ago called uh, Bowling in America. And the theme of the book was how the social institutions like bowling leagues and baseball clubs and church groups and civic groups, attendance has dropped over the years and the involvement hasn't dropped because as people become more individualized, um, moving to suburbs, uh, more staying at home, um, watching TV, Netflix, looking at their phone, those organizations have dwindled. Uh, and then, and actually, there's a statistic several years ago, and I can't remember the details now, other than they said a sense of loneliness has increased in America. Mm. And whereas in the past, that statistic was with the elderly, it is now with millennials and people in their 40s saying they actually feel alone. Yeah. And it's because they're not doing life together. They're doing life uh, individually. Vir individually and virtually. And it's, that's not the real deal. Yeah. So to get to your, you know, what we talked about earlier, you've got to start sharing your life with people. You've got to get involved with other people. And you say, well, I want church to be like this. Well, you got to give that up. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to get involved with people. I want it to be convenient. I want church to raise my kids so that they don't, I want my kids to not become pregnant or drug addicts. And <laughs> I want to be entertained on Sunday morning. I want to get involved with, you know, in a limited sense, you know, I want to do some things at church and use my gift at church. But I don't want to get too involved or too committed because I have stuff I want to do. Yeah. Well, you're not going to have community. Just, just the term. That's, that's not God's way of doing it. Yeah. So. Just the term at church. It's like I yeah. remember a discussion a long time ago, and I I, I got up and I, I was I was asked to speak at this. Uh, I just remember this as you said that I was asked to speak at this uh, youth conference down in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. And uh, we were at a hotel down there in the conference room and it's full of kids. Everybody was sitting down the floor and uh, they, they didn't have chairs for some reason. It was just a wild camp. And so they had everybody sitting on the floors and youth leaders. And I said, how many, how many of you think church is a place you go to, to grow in, in your Bible knowledge? And, you know, everybody raised their hand. How, how, how many of you think church is a place you go to, um, you know, do the, um, to, to worship, you know, God, how many of you think church is a place you go to, um, you know, have community and be together and you know, everybody raise your hand. I said, how many of you think church is not a place? And then it was just like, they all just looked at me and I was like, it's just semantics. And I know I tricked you and, and, I know you meant well when you answered those questions and I'm not trying to be an antagonistic jerk, but when you get right down to it, either church is or isn't a place and your church building is a place. Um, but the church is the body of Christ. And then we, we read, you know, Romans 12 and, and Corinthians, uh, first Corinthians 12 and, and talked about body life and what that looks like. 
And so I, I guess when I sit there and think about it, like if you and I, you know, we've talked for years, 20 some years, um, today's, yeah. today's Melissa and I's 21 year and three month anniversary. Um, <laughs> it's just crazy to think that, but, um, but I sit there and think if you and I could, we've talked for years about church and what, it, you know, what our good and bad experiences have been, uh, in being a part of the church of the body of Christ. Um, what if you and I were going to, um, you know, think of church, the church we've always dreamed of, um, what would it look like? Actually, you know, um, I've experienced that. So, you know, it was a, a group of people who were doing life together. Yeah. Um, we had we had a common values and common themes, and we did ministry together. Mm-hmm. We shared very deeply personal stuff. Um, and yeah, I didn't say you didn't do it with everyone in the group. You did it with those friendships that God established from being together. Right. But um, at the heart, you've got to let go of that American sense of individualism mm. and share your life with other people. Wow. Uh, it's messy. Uh, it's not pretty all the time. Mm-hmm. But um, you've kind of got to you've got to get involved with the lives of other people, and quit pursuing this American isolationist individualism. Yeah, I think individualism is important. As a matter of fact, I think it's essential. Right. But not at the exclusion of community. It's 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 not. It's the old philosophical which is more important, the individual or the collective, mm-hmm. and it's a paradox. Right. You, it's not an either or question. You can't have one without the other. It's a both and. And if you and if you exalt one over the other, you lose you lose both. Yeah. So that's if that makes any sense. No, it makes, makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. And and when you said the word messy, I just happened to think of one of my favorite books, and it talks a little bit about this uh, by Mike Iaconelli called "Messy Spirituality." Yeah. Um, that's that's yeah. an old one, but a good one, man. And that guy just always blew me out of the water at some of the stuff he he wrote, and uh, we lost him way too early. Um, yeah, but, but man, um, back in the old, uh, the old days of youth ministry, I know I met him, um, at the church, actually I'm currently going to, he did a conference there for youth specialties and, uh, I got to meet him and, and have a conversation with him and I just never forget it. Um, and it was about that. It was about that, you know, true community. You know, we were talking mostly focused on youth at the time. <laughs> who are now old people because <laughs> I'm that old, but, uh, but it's just funny, you know, how we try to make it. It's almost like we, you know, we, we get stuck in, in trying to be famous, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, I want to be the next, you know, fill in the blank of whatever, you know, famous Christian author, speaker, leader that, you know, um, and, and that's not it. It's, 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 it's about being in the presence of God. And I, I stopped and think, you know, we all want the great little storybook ending, but in, in the true reality, those who truly followed the Lord rarely wound up with that. Not, not that they didn't sometimes, but rarely did they wind up with that many, many more of them. And almost all the, the disciples, if not all, uh, wound up 
you know, it's like I said, it, it, were we excited, you know, was John the Baptist, what was he thinking when he got his head cut off? You know, what was, what was, yeah. was he thinking, well, this is it, you know, and I thought it would, I thought we this ending would be a little different than this. Uh, and that's, you know, that gets back to what you and I had discussed earlier. Yeah. Don't project the ending. Yeah. Don't say, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to know I'm quote successful if I have this outcome. Yeah. You know, and you, would you say that Dietrich Bonhoeffer thought he was successful? Did, um, uh, like, yeah. did John the Baptist think he was successful? Did yeah. uh, was it John Knox that gets burned at the stake for translating the Bible? Did you think he was successful? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, are the only successful ones the Rick Warrens of the world who have these massive mega churches and worldwide ministries? Right. Have you been unsuccessful? Have you been unsuccessful if you never traveled any farther than your own home or neighborhood or state? Even mm-hmm. um, you got to let go of that perception. And, and and let God be bigger than your imagination. Yeah. I really think, I really believe that some of the most successful in the eyes of the Lord, the most faithful servants of the Lord, well done, that good and faithful servant, I think are going to be some of these little bitty backwoods, you know, communities that are really living in true community. Um or, or some of these smaller groups, even in big cities, um, that are that are living life together, and nobody right. knows about them uh, except the yeah. people in their neighborhood, and they're making exactly. they're oh, making oh, I agree. Yeah. they're making huge difference in their neighborhood, but they're they're not making some big huge ripple uh, in in the grand scheme of things. They're not on, you know, featured on the videos and uh, doing all the things, and not to slam the, the, you know, more high profile ministries. I think God has a, a way of using those as well at times, but, oh, absolutely. but, but it's not the way that most of us get used. Those are the rarities. Uh, most of us get used in our daily lives. And so that's part of why I wanted to record this a little bit. We'd been talking this morning. And I just wanted to record a little bit of it and put it on a podcast and just let people share in this and um, just, you know, realizing that you're not alone. Um, yes. That, that, that you're part of something bigger. If you're a believer in Christ, you're, you're part of a body and whatever you need to do, you know, everybody knows what zoom is now that COVID's hit, uh, you know, get on a zoom call or, or some, you know, pick up some people, uh, on Facebook or, or some of your social media platforms. And, um, uh, just, uh, you won't pick me up on Facebook because I'm not there, but you, you can pick somebody else up. Yeah. But, but uh, pick me up, yeah. J- just, just, um, just, you know, um, try to, you know, have that community with people. Let start. What if, what if everybody who called themselves a Christian in this country started really living life together, and just getting nothing but the Bible out and looking at it, and trying to live like the New Testament church? Yeah, I, I just, I can't imagine. It would be a greater revival than than you know those that we've seen in the past, and I really believe we're on the cusp of that. I think God is doing something in this quarantine season, and um, everybody, I, you know, I feel like everybody's looking for something because they realize during this quarantine the things they've been slaving over, the things that they'd sold their life out for, were not. Necessary. Not really worth it. <laughs> yeah, they they were. It wasn't worth it. It wasn't necessary, and so now everybody's searching, but there's there's not a whole lot. It's sad, but there's not a whole lot of people who call themselves Christians telling them where to go, and sh- giving a reason for the hope. 
And, yep. and if you're sitting, yeah, and I would say if you're sitting in church and, and you, you've been following Jesus for years and you're saying to yourself, there has got to be more to it than this. Yeah. Well, you're right. There is. There is. And it's, it's so much better, you know. So, you know, read Acts and find it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I just just wanted to get this down and hopefully somebody will get some encouragement from it. Uh, we've we've gone about 20 minutes here a little bit. And so I'm just going to. Yeah, pull, I need to get rolling. Pull the, pull the plug on this, but I appreciate you, and uh, uh, you too. We'll we'll connect again. Hopefully, we'll we'll throw out another podcast here in a little bit. I'll try and get this one published, and we'll see see how many people listen. So if you if you listen to it, please uh, let us know. I don't know how you do that, really, but let us know. You can, uh, I think, make a comment on there or, or send yeah. send it to us or whatever. But uh, let us know if you like this. These are typically uh, the conversations we have. So. We just want yeah. to, we want to give people a glimpse into our world of craziness as we talk about uh, trying to you know live out the good news and in the best way.